go, boys. How are we? Uh, Tank, uh, you're fuming that we're recording the podcast now, mate. Is that right? Because there's a game on. Yeah, I've been looking forward to uh, Holland Senegal. I thought, I thought that was the game of the day. Tank Senegal. Tank Senegal. Tanks, Senegal. <laughs> Tanks half Senegalese, any? Fucking not wrong. I like them. I do like them as a team. So I feel like we've got loads of stuff to talk about here, right? And before we dive into it all, um, good day in the Rogers household with Jack making his debut for Burnley under twenty ones. Thank you, buzzing. Buzzing to be fair, yeah. I mean, it's just the old thing with Jack, Jamie. I'm not going to go over it, but you know, just touch on it where he stopped playing football for two years with the COVID and all of that. So he just totally missed two years. But he was training with his sister, who's a fitness instructor. He's come back. He got a scholar somehow. But he did fully deserved it. He was outstanding. This season started a bit slow. He's been out injured 12 weeks. He's come back the last three weeks and he's just like, he's turning into a man on the pitch. He's been superb. And yeah, he, he played Saturday and he, uh, the coach has said he's travelling with the team on Sunday. So I dropped him off Sunday morning and yeah, he got, uh, including injury time, I think he got about 18 minutes. So oh, happy to that. Yeah. And you were teaching him how to drive. We got a video of you <laughs> of you teaching him how to drive. What did you call him? A fucking egg, egg. at one point. Slow down, yeah. your egg. It's been lucky cars, right? We're in the Tesco car. We got to Burnley a bit. He's just texting, actually. We got to Burnley a bit early, so he's going... You know the way the kid's going? He's going, he's going on saying, just let me have a drive in the car. Mate, it's a... It's a it's a big car, it's a powerful car, it's a electric I was gonna car. say it looked like a nice motor as well, but that, that's yours, it wasn't his. That's mine. That's yeah. mine. It's like the the Audi e-tron, you know what I mean? The fast cars Not as well. So, you know. Just take I had a easy. Tesla before, I had a Tesla last year. The ridiculous the lucky cars. Well, I swapped this for the Tesla, and like these are like three and a half seconds, no to sixty. They're stupid. So I'm like, as well, go on then. And he's like, take it easy, I can drive. I'm like, you fucking can't. But he's <laughs> adamant he can car. drive. And then he got in and he just puts his foot down and I give it a little, whoa. I'm like, just fucking relax, you egg. <laughs> Jim, what's been going on in your life over the last week, mate? Not a lot, mate. Just same old footy Archie played Bradford on Sunday, right? Oh, and he's under nine, so they play seven aside. Um, Bradford don't play with goalies. What do you mean? So just they the have night. a goalie who's got a bib. But he's just a player, right? Yeah. Now they don't. So whoever's think... closest to the box just. No, 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 no. They have a they have a designated goalie who wears a bib, but not a designated goalie. If you get but not, he's not a goalie. So they literally they'll they'll catch the ball in the area, drop it like roll it to themselves, and take everyone on. <laughs> like old school FIFA or something. Honestly, <laughs> drop the ball, roll it, and then take like eight players on. And it was unbelievable. Like at one point, I think it was in the second quarter, they had a corner and the goalie came all the way short for the corner. What is going on? Hold on. That and could actually be quite That could start well, being it quite was, mate, It's good. I like it. It's really good. And the players are mint. They've got some amazing players they don't pass they just dribble that's all they want their kids to do is take everyone on and honestly they they take about nine people on um but we end up winning because if if the ball breaks at any point we just got a shot on goal there's no one in goal <laughs> it's just like mate it was mental who's the keeper that was absolutely class back in the day was it jose luis chilever yeah he's the one who took all the free kicks and stuff 
Yeah. Um, I tell you what, if if Bradford uh, uh, if Bradford and Mad into players that dribble, that sounds perfect for my soul. Oh, Jesus, we've had odd odd time trying to get him to pass the ball. Jesus, mate, you just you just honestly, I, I assume what their their thought process. If you can get out of tight situations by dribbling. At this yeah. age, when you're older, you'll be able to pass your pass your way out of it, and you get the best of both worlds. So there's some setup to be fair, but they've not beaten the mighty Burton Albion, have they? Go on, go on, the boys, go on, the boys, <laughs> uh, lads. Before we get to the football, I need to speak to you both about something, and you both got the giggles because you know what's coming, right? I leave you two alone for fucking an hour. I remember picking up my phone. I was like, "What are these two lads on here?" So. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening that aren't on Twitter, Jimmy and Tank usually are winding each other up, but they joined forces over the last week on Twitter to take down a troll uh, who took particular who took particular don't let us stop you, lad. Uh, who took particular exception to one of Tank's tweets. So maybe, Tank, you you tell us what the context is and maybe the backstory between maybe Derby County fans not having you on their Christmas card list. Well, the tweet, the tweet was, there was the, the lad, the young lad who plays for Derby, Jake Rooney. I've, I coached Jake when he was under 11 at Tromia. Um, great kid. Little, little tiny winger. And I mean tiny, he was a right winger. I mean, you wouldn't believe that when you look at him now. He's like a six foot two right side at centre half for Derby, and when Tramie's academy folded, I I was working at Burnley with their sixteens, and I was like, you have to get this kid. And there was another lad, a midfielder, Harry. Uh, can't think of a second name now. I went, you've got to go and get these two. But Harry got a, a two year scholar and a pro at uh, Wigan. He was a very good player, and I went, just get Jake Rooney at the club. That don't trial him, just get him in. And they were like. Oh, we'll have to bring him in. We'll, have, we'll speak to his mum with us. So they invited him in and they were like, Yeah, we'll uh, we'll give him a trial. And I was like, No, nah, don't trial him because he'll just go to Wigan or you know, Blackburn or someone. So we come in and he tried he signed him after his first training session. Always been a good player. Uh got a two-year scholar. Stupid. Well, I don't understand why they do this third year scholar over here in this country for, uh, at the minute. I just don't understand it because I think mentally and like for the lads, it's like you're not a pro, you're a third year scholar. So you'll have your two year scholar and then they give you the third year one. I'm just saying it's to do with the loan system. So anyway, cut a long story short, Jake turned it down. Okay. I was, thanks for that, mate, because I thought you were going into the in depth of the English academy no. system. We just want to know about the troll lad. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, but we're getting to that. So anyway, we fucking, I just said, like, coach Jake, great to see him playing for Derby, blah, blah, blah. Pity to shit club. Like, bit of banter. That's it. You know, with me Forest Derby background. Poke the horn, it's nest and all that. Yeah, just having a little bit of banter. It normally gets a little... So anyway, I, I forgot about it. I didn't see nothing about it. And then in the morning, I seen a tweet off J uh, Jimmy. And I thought, what's this strap on about now, Jimmy? And then when I looked, and he's actually fucking... He's got me back. And so... Defending you, lad. This fella, I was like reading his tweets, and he was like, you were shit. You were a flop. You know, shit footballer. Flop of Forest. And that was like, what? So we'll just give him a little bit back. So then, anyway, fucking PC Jimmy gets on the case, doesn't he? <laughs> and and I, you, I think you're in bed. Go on, Jimmy. He <laughs> was giving us some money. Like, I'm oh, like, mate, yeah. like, what, what are you doing? Like, and then he immediately blocked us. But his, his, his bio was like, Labour, oh, he blocked me, a yeah, Labour councillor, PC, special PC or whatever, you know, they are the special constables. 
And then, and then I was like, fuck this, I'm not having this. I found him on Facebook, find his wife on Facebook. Oh, like, Jesus mate, Christ, lads. <laughs> Send the pictures to Tag going, this bloke giving us loads. And then, uh, and then his mate joined in like two days later, but like talking about Tank being in the police. And <laughs> I was like, mate, I'm pretty sure you've got the wrong end of the stick here, pal. Like, <laughs> fucking miles off it. Is, oh Jesus! No, <laughs> steady on there. So the general Andy rule Buckley of thumb here is Taylor. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, um, yeah. The general rule of thumb. So anyway, is, my point is, go on, Jim. Tanks a cunt, but he's our cunt. So leave him, <laughs> leave him for us. We'll take the piss out of him. Like, <laughs> but only us. Is, if you come for one of us, you come from all. <laughs> yeah, he's your bell end. Okay. Yeah, my bell end. <laughs> right. Let's get to the football. And well, actually, I say get to the football. Right. It's hard to get to the football because you know we're obviously now in World Cup uh, season. Um, Fever. And you know, I, I don't know if I was uh, anything like you lads, but sat down wanting to watch the opening game there last night, and look. I think it's been shit game, much. It? It, it, well, it was a shit game, yeah. But it, you know, it's been much spoken about in terms of the pol- political um, uh, sphere around hosting the World Cup in Qatar. I found the BBC's approach strange last night in the lead up to the game. Uh, you know, you want to get your kids excited about watching the World Cup. There wasn't any of the build up, and I understand that we want to shed a light on the. the I suppose the. Um, uh, the much spoken about issues about hosting a tournament in Qatar, but this should have been done when <laughs> when they were potentially running for the tournaments. It, I feel like you know we basically just got to watch a party political broadcast from the BBC there last night, and I don't know. It just smells a little bit of a hypocrisy. Tank. We're talking about these things whilst pundits are still taking a pay packet and I get this, they're saying that this is their chance to you know talk about these things and put a spotlight on it but it just all makes me feel a bit uncomfortable you weren't you weren't too impressed Hank no I thought it was a load of bollocks I mean the World Cup comes around every four years now they should they should never have got the World Cup everyone knows that but they got it 12 years ago so it wasn't as if like all of this shit what everyone's speaking now is going to the FIFA are going to go do you know what We've listened to, we haven't listened to you for 12 years. We're going to cancel it. We're going to cancel a World Cup today, just as it's going to kick off. But the, I thought the road the BBC went down was a fucking disgrace. You know, I'm sat there thinking, you know, it's football. And no matter what happens, sports kind of brings everyone together, in my opinion. It's kind of something where everyone can sit down, watch a game of football. And, you know, they've put this big show on and no, no fucker seeing it. All as we see it was, the pundits in the studio talking about how disgusting it was, how this, that, and the other. Yeah, they're on, they're out there getting paid a fortune, staying in seven-star hotels, eating the best food, lolling on the beaches in the sun, like the swimming pool and all that palaver. They're all full of shit. You know, keep your mouth shut. If you've gone out to work in, in this tournament, keep your mouth shut and your opinions to yourself. If you think that strongly about it, fucking stay at home and tweet about it and say, this is a disgrace. Shouldn't be on blah blah blah. And air stunned today. Look, I, I think she's quite a good pundit. Here. I do, I don't mind her at all. But air stunned today was like, fuck off, putting the armband on. Do yourself a favor, get in a flight and fuck off home. You've embarrassed yourself. 
It's it. I feel that strongly about it. She's an absolute fucking clown. So, Jim, before we come to the armband, the yeah. uh, the armband issue, because that's that's the next issue. Tank just touched on there. That I want to come to. What what was your response? Because you're. You know, we spoke about this last week, and, yeah. and we've all got we've both got young kids and the excitement of the tournaments. It, it did feel a weird build up in general. It's felt like a weird build up, hasn't it? It's felt weird up until the football started. And when I say football, I don't mean in fact, I thought, um, I thought Ecuador looked all right, you know, and they got some good players in there, some good Prem players from Brighton as well. So I thought I th it's been very weird, and I, I'm with I'm 50 50 on this, like. And with Tank, where he, he's saying, if you're that strongly against it, don't be there. I get that. That's fine. But from their point of view, like they have no influence in where this World Cup is chosen to be. Just like no one has. No one's had any influence in that. It was done by FIFA and it was all done by Bungs, allegedly. Um, so... <sighs> I'm I'm quite glad that they're trying trying to use their voice for good, but are they just doing it because they feel that they have to do it? Because it won't check out. And the highlight look, it's been highlighted. Everyone knows about it now. So I think once it's been highlighted, I think we can we can just knock it on its head and and concentrate on the football. So I'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place on it. To be honest with you, I get why they're doing it. I get why she done that. I'm not I'm not sure if she's if she's gay or not, but um, she is, yeah, she is, yeah. So I can I can understand why she's wore the armband, but it just sometimes it can just scream a bit too much in your face, and like, are you just doing it just to do it to to make it to to make a you know stand out? Be seen to make a stand. To be seen, my, yeah. This is, this is it, my issue, it. Jim, and it tanked. No, I, I get that. So, so when we're talking about the the armband thing, you know. The England, well, there's been a few clubs and uh, teams that were going to do it. I think um, Holland were going to do it, Wales were going to do it, England were going to do it. Um, you know, wearing a particular armband um, uh, in, in in the tournaments. I just thought it was utterly laughable today that uh, the FA have basically backed down to wearing this armband for the threat of Harry Kane getting booked, for example. And it, I, I, the thing that annoys me with this is if you're going to make a stand. Make the bloody stand. Yeah. Don't I then when the when there's the first bit of pushback go. Well, actually, no. Do you know what? If it's going to cost us a booking, well, yeah. Question you know, I've got. Go on. What rule are they breaking to get booked? Like I, I assume, and people correct me in, in the comments once once you hear this, it might be similar. Remember Robbie Fowler lifted up his top years ago to, in support of the Dockers, and he had a message. Yeah. I, I think anything that's the political you can't be or... to get involved in like a political type yeah. of that I don't know the answer. I just yeah. don't I don't I can understand why they back down because the last thing you want is Harry Kane to be on the yellow card for 90 minutes. I get that. When he's gonna die. It's one or the other, isn't it? You make the stand or you don't make the stand, like do some act. That's the thing that's bothered me. It's like it's it's all so so then they basically made this big stance. Then when it actually comes to it, it's like, well, actually, no, if it's going to affect us, then we don't want to do it. That would have been the time to do it. Like mm. I've got huge respect for the Iranian national team who I don't know if you've seen it today, they yeah, didn't yeah. sing the national anthem um for for support of women's rights back in yeah. um uh, back in their home country. Now that's being ballsy. 
Like, because God knows what's going to happen well, to them. Mate, they mate, go, that's, probably, you know yeah, I mean? that's, that's not a yellow card. That's like, they no, could that, be like, putting fucking, themselves you, at risk. You, you, you might get your life taken there. But yeah. do, do you know what, though, lads? Isn't it, you know, it's going too far for me. All of this is going too far. And I don't just mean it with the, with the World Cup. In every walk of life, it's because everyone thinks that they get a platform now and you've, they've got to try and do something. Just play the fucking game. Play the game. I want to sit down and just watch the build-up of the football. I genuinely used to wanted to know who the Qatari players were, who they played for, what was the bit of the background in each one, similar with the uh, the Ecuador side. And that, that's what I enjoy with the World Cup. Yeah. And you got you got it might start dying down, basically a political rant from four people in a studio who were getting paid to be there. And I didn't know that she was that she was gay. And for me, that makes it even worse. That makes it worse that she isn't she's over there. Well, if you that if you feel that strongly about their rules, we're fucking hell, but then you definitely don't go she shouldn't you know, be you there, because you want to pick up a big that. check and get exposure. So it may, and listen, it's not just there. I think all of the others, I mean, she that was going on and fucking, you know, just like, you know, it's, it's outrageous this, how they get treated. Just fucking speak about football. You've had 12 years to do this. 12 years, but you're still talking about it. Or let, let the game take its its stance now. Well, that uh, on, on that point, um, let's talk about some footy because um, obviously today, well, I, I actually thought before we move on to the England game today, uh, you were quite vocal on this one. That offside decision oh, <laughs> that first came about for Qatar. I was like, well, hold on. What's <laughs> going on here? The big brown envelopes have been dished out. No, it has been confirmed it was a second touch, by the way, not the first ball. It did look fishy, though, didn't it, Tank? No, it did look. I get that. I always thought it was... It's been confirmed, Tank. He was confirmed. So when the keeper's gone up for the ball, he's missed it and he's hit the guy's head, I think. Yeah, I get that. But that's not what they, and that's not what they put on the TV with the with the well, exactly. well, then they've got it wrong, Tank. It was confirmed afterwards that it was the second touch, not the not the big long ball when he's miles on side. You don't, you don't, you don't want to get Tank started with his conspiracy <laughs> theories. Do you no, know it's shit. <laughs> I know it's shit and it, it was bad, but it, ultimately the decision was right. But at that time, it looked absolute fishy as. I mean, VAR can have it enough to be said about it in the England game. But fucking yeah, but oh, we'll, fuck me. We'll come to that now. So England today, right? Uh, first, first things first. After calling out, it's a good win. Look, you want to start the tournament well. Um, you know, it's never going to be easy to play against teams that are, are looking to sit in. You've seen the best teams, you know, cl best club sides in the world struggle with that, um, you know, over the years. So first things first, get the points on the board, get the goals and, and tank from, from an England perspective. All things considered, it's a, it's a solid start for them. It's a perfect start, really. I mean, you could say you could complain about the two goals, but I mean... To give a penalty for that, you, you know, I don't even think they it's not a penalty, is it? A little bit of share talking that goes on, but I thought it was a perfect and uh, performance, and especially with the impact with the lads on the bench made as well. You know, it was kind of all round. You couldn't have really asked for a better performance in it, and it eased you on. I mean, let's not get carried away. They they looked absolutely dreadful. They did look shocking, but you know, you you can only beat what's in front of you, and you've. The confidence of the players going forward now, you know, will hopefully you know beat the USA on Friday, and that's group stage sealed. Jim, any surprises for you in the in the starting lineup? I mean, the obvious one was Maguire, wasn't it? But we all knew that he'd probably start, um, and we all knew he'd cost the goal. <laughs> yeah, well, 
there is that. I mean, like you say, it's one or the other. But I'm from the from the team selection, I was really impressed by, it. and I must admit, and this was my worry. I said in the in the WhatsApp group, I was impressed by Harry Maguire. To be fair, you know, his distribution looked good. He was a threat on set pieces, and I think that's why Gareth picked him. To be fair, you know, he knew that the team were going to sit in and we might need a set play to, to get that first goal. And, and you know, Maguire was a threat on every single set play. So fair play to him. But as Tank said, I thought we played some great football. And it's always going to be hard until you get that first goal. And you say, you say you're random bad. They're 20th in the world, ranked 20th in the world. So once we go 2-0 up, they've got to come out. And we just knock that ball around them for fun. And then it was... I was really pleased with how we played. Regardless of who we're playing, we played some nice, quick attacking football and we and we took the right opportunities to to break and, and push forward and, and then you know we would we would contain them as well. So I've you know, I was really pleased with the performance. I think it it will go a long way and I hope they push on against USA on, on Friday. So a couple of things. So the Maguire thing annoyed me. It, it annoys me in that, like... You could tell. <laughs> I know, yeah. But it annoyed me in that I've got no doubts that he could go in and have a decent tournament. I, I think Jimmy makes a couple of good points there. I think he looked decent. It's certainly a threat um, from from set plays. But I think he, I do still think he's an accident waiting to happen. But still, I just think generally it sends out completely the wrong message in that he hasn't played, and when he has, he's been poor. Yet he doesn't only get in the squad. He starts. So if you're somebody like a Ben, I'm ben White, White. Yeah, I'm Ben White, who's playing right. now, I know he's playing right back for Arsenal, but his position is centre back. And if, like Jimmy said there, if you're wanting somebody to step out with the ball when a team is sitting in, Ben White loves stepping out with the ball. So I just yeah. think generally it sends out a completely and utterly backward message to players trying to get into the squad. And Tank, I think when, when you talk about Harry Maguire, you still think he's going to get get shown up at some point during the tournament? But he got shown up today. You know, the, let's not beat about the bush. It was a six-two, the one piece, the one time he had to defend and stay with a run. He lost the man and he scored the goal. So it's not like as if we're all digging Harry Maguire. The fact of the matter is, he had one defensive lap, what cost the goal again? You know, the lad just goes thin behind off his back. Great ball, great finish. Now. I just think further down the tournament. I mean, so the facts are the facts. He's cost us one goal today. If he's playing against Neymar, um, that front three, Brazil, or Mbappé. Richarlison. Oh, here he is. Richarlison. <laughs> when he's trying to play out. But I just think he's got, you know, I know Jimmy's saying that they're, they're ranked 20th in the world. They're ranked 20th in the world because they play about 40 games a season and they rack up points for wins against shite teams. The, they are not the 20th best side in no, the world. I'm not saying that. Not even like, I wouldn't even put them in the top 50, to be honest with you. But you've, you've got to beat what's in front of you. But for me, I'm with, I'm with you, Jamie. I just think it sends out every single wrong message that he's starting for England in this World Cup. But he is. What you do about it? The big thing for me now, Jim, I looked at that game and, and I, same as you, look, I've been quite critical of Southgate in that I just think he sets up teams to not get beat rather than go and, and try and win a game. I think it might have been because of the opposition today, but yeah. I actually thought it was really refreshing to see us play a back four. And you can see, like, Jude Bellingham, lads, we'll come on to him in a minute. Like, I mean, what what a player. He, the shackles were off for him. We, you know, we were playing Back a 4-3-3. Three, four, well, three, three. It, 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 we had a lot of offensive options going forward. There was more freedom. The changes that come on, I think they all made an impact. 
surely, Jim, this is a a formation for him to stick with now? Or do you think when we play better sides, it will go back to for, uh, his, his true form, which is batting down the hatches, stay solid and try and hit him on a break? I mean, USA are no, are no mugs, are they? So it'd be interesting to see what he does. I hope he sticks with what we've done there and just changes it around because I think, you know, I would start the same team again next game. Um, the only the only change I would make if if he's fit is Mount for Madison. I thought I thought Mount was probably one of the worst of of the attacking lot today. Um, I, I would have liked to see more from him. So that's what I would change. I hope he sticks with it, and then against Wales when we might need a point, then go revert back to that, and then see and see what. But I really like the formation. I really like the personnel that we're in it. I thought the wingers looked really sharp. I thought um, Saka was unbelievable. You know, if I'm if I'm that left back and left centre centre half, it, when he's just drifting past you for fun, and that and that's what I'd love to see from Jack Grealish. I was a little bit disappointed with Grealish up until his goal because I thought when Rashford came on, he played with that freedom like fuck this, I'm gonna, I'm going to do whatever I want here and do some mad stuff. And I kind of want Grealish to that, but he still seemed to be a little bit or oh, a little bit laboured. So yeah, but I was really impressed with with everyone. Where are you on Southgate Tank? Because I'd be I'd be of the thinker that he <laughs> he's going to go defensive at, at some points. But it, it, with the the offensive players we've got, like Be- Bellingham, I have to say, like Bellingham and Rice, I've been long term admirers of them both. Um, I, Declan Rice is a weird one because I, I see some people online saying they don't quite get it. I don't know how you can watch Declan Rice and not see how good he is. He can do everything. Jude Bellingham again can do everything. And I hate these lazy comparisons that are made. And then I'm about to make a lazy comparison. But I, when I see Bellingham play, he reminds me of Gerard, like re, like as in genuinely how Gerard, when he came on the scene and he, he grabbed games by the scruff of the neck and he's driving forward. He's aggressive. He's, he's physically imposing. Like if England have those two at the heart of midfield, surely, surely just let them go. Let them go play the game. I don't think he does, though, Jamie. That's that's the problem. I think he changes formation against the USA. And I think the further we go in the tournament, there's absolutely no chance he'll play uh, a back four. No chance at all. You want that, mm-hmm. the extra protective with the cover with Carl Walker. Carl Walker, as soon as Carl Walker's fit, I think we go back to a back three. Yeah. 100%. I think, think I think if they do go to a back three, I'm hoping he plays more as a as a three as opposed to a five. It goes uh, a far, but Jimmy, but the the other issue with that, and you know what, the kid doesn't get talked about enough, and I don't even think that we have on this pod about him, the um, Saka, because I think if you go sure through a back said. five, he'll he'll um, he'll be the one that will miss out, won't he? He'll miss out, and he's been, you know, he came on against Germany, changed the game, unbelievable today. If he misses out, that's what I thought Saka was going to miss out. Today. I thought he was going to go Foden and Sterling or Adam and Fuming. <laughs> so I'm glad he's got his goals and played. Tank, you know, in a dressing room, right? Let's say, have you ever had a manager who is a little defensive, a little, a little bored? And and I suppose what I'm going to get at here is players know. You know, when it, let's say, for example, we get further in the tournaments, Walker's back, we move to a back, uh, back three, back five, whichever way you want to look at it. Maybe he goes mountain midfield. You know what I mean? He he goes more um, defensively minded players. Can that take the wing? the wind out of players' sails a little bit in that they're like, oh, 
fucking hell. You know, we're all excited. We want to just let us go. Let us go with these teams. Can it have a bit of a negative knock-on effect? I think it can have a more negative effect on the senior players because if you're like a Harry Kane and a Sterling and, you know, or say for instance, you know, like the senior lads and if you take a sacker out of that side, you're like, fucking hell, you know, what kind of message does that send? You know, because you've got flair, pace and power with him. And I, I honestly think that he'll be the one to look at. Wrongly so. I think further down the line, he'll be the one that ends up coming out of the side because he's not going to take Sterling out of the side because, you know, he's not been great this season, but it, He's the go-to. He has been the go-to guy for quite a while for England, and he always seems to get the goals. But I don't think you can take him out now. Not after that game. I don't know. Honestly, mate, I don't know. I just think you know the further down the line and the, the must-win games. I think he, he's the he's not a manager in a must-win game who will go out to win the game. I know that sounds daft. He'll go out to try and <laughs> ensure that the opposition do not score and hope. Hope that Kane or someone just bags bags one, you know, to to get it over the line. That's the type of manager he is, you know. Where I think this side, this team, this England side, we should just say to our attack and flair players, do you get on with what you're doing, and we'll we'll make sure that we're solid here as much as we can. If you're looking at, at teams being being solid, and, and I suppose the, the two that are kind of tasked with um, with covering a lot of spaces is Rice and Bellingham, Jim, where? Where would you rank Bellingham in terms of of, of talents? Because there's there's talk now of you know both both players potentially looking to leave their clubs. There's talk of offers in the region of 100 million plus. Got to be. Where, where do where do you rank these two in terms of uh, in terms of their quality? And what I suppose do you think will happen next with them both? They both got to move. I think they both got to move. Where do I rank? I think they're both world class. I do. I genuinely do. And I know it's early doors, but Bellingham, you, you compare him to Gerard, but I think Bellingham's got more than Gerard in his locker as at this age. Um, There's a fucking shout. I do, because I think he can do the defensive side. I'm I, at this age. I'm talking. I'm talking 19 year old Gerard, 19 year old Bellingham, not not Gerard as a as a finished article. Um, <laughs> Because he's he's got more skill than what Stevie G had, so he can glide past players. He's got that. Remember Dembele from Tottenham, the the player that everyone said was the best player in the world because he just glides past players. I think Bellingham's got that in him where he can just one minute he's there, the next minute he's gone, and he keeps the ball close to his feet. But he also gets back and 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 does the defensive side. So I also feel that about Rice, although he's attacking minded um his attacking play isn't talked about as much as his defensive i think it, it was close to the end of the game where it was marauding forward he'd already been you know this is in the late on in the game and he's still putting them 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 sprints into to push forward so i think they're both up there i think you've got to play them every game other than that until if we're through come wales i think give them a rest and then save them for the for the quarters um but you've got to play them over the game, and yeah, I think I think both need to move if they want want to do do stuff something with their career. You don't want to be Harry Kane, where coming to the end of your career and you're like, I've not won a single thing. Yeah, you're a great player. Don't get me wrong, world class, but trophies at the end of the day is what you'll remember, not the goal you scored against Norwich. What about you, Tank? Where do you have them both? I think he, I think Declan Rice, he, he's one of them where, he, as a player and a manager, 
he is like the greatest player in your squad by a country mile because Man, he does dream. everything mm-hmm. what other players are too lazy to or don't want to do. He'll do the hard yards, he'll intercept and he'll just pop it and give it and you know and just say, right, crack on. And I just think them them type of players uh worth the weight and goal to managers and coaches. Um you will, I think you only see the actual best of him is when you you know, like I watched him with our Jack against Liverpool and I just said, just watch him and you will I was blown away. I've got to be honest with you, I was blown away. His second half performance against Liverpool at Anfield was as good as I've ever seen from an, an away player. I was like, he basically just like destroyed Liverpool's midfield on his own and mm-hmm. no one could get near him. And Bellingham, look, Bellingham's a, he's a freak, isn't he? I mean, he's he's a physical specimen at this age. That's that's the other thing. He's as well. so that's composed. That's the thing I yeah. can't get. Like he's so so. There was a couple of times today where, and again, the the the, the asterisks of the opposition and all that. But he does the same for Dortmund. Yeah. Like the how the house could be burning down around him. He's there with his pipe he's and chilled. slippers on. Like he's just he's just got it. Hasn't you he said the opposition, though, Jake, but fuck them Iran- Iranians were flying into tackles and they only got two yellow cards, by the way. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> i tell you I'll tell you on him, though. Do you know what I think I do win? The world's a good. And I hope he doesn't because I'd love to see him at Liverpool. I think another year at Dortmund does him. The world's a good. Because, you know, for your company... He's so young, isn't he? He's, he's just... Is he 19 yet? Yeah, I'm no, sure he's 19. So he's yeah. just turned 19. So he's the captain of Dortmund. And look, do you know when you're the top man and you're the main boy of the club, it doesn't have to give you some confidence. And if he, he's captain of Dortmund at this age now, he'll play every minute every week. He'll be in Champions League. And I just think another year at Dortmund, you could have an absolute monster. You know, we could go on again and again. If he goes to a Real Madrid or Man City or wherever he goes to, the, the spotlight's on him hugely. The spotlight's on him hugely now because he's a talent, but the spotlight will be on him because he's a £130 million player and he has to deliver from the off straight away, hit the ground running or else. And I just think another year at Dortmund of development and becoming a man, and when he's 20, you know, he's still only a kid at 20. <laughs> Do you know what's mad we're talking about his age there? like, and I, and I get what you mean, Tank. I just... You know when you hear him talk as well, he's just so level, <laughs> yeah. level-headed. Like he, and you've said, I'm nearly sure you've said this on a past podcast, Tank, from like an early age or something, wasn't he? Like he, he was, he was skipper at every age group or yeah, something. Yeah. So, was it you telling me that? Yeah, he played. He made his debut for Birmingham at 15. He, he got to get picked up from school and everything, didn't he? So, <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's a scary. Pro- and his younger brother's meant to be just as good. His younger way. brother, yeah. I knew he was better. Well, there was talk to be better, but. I don't know if you can say that. It must be some player, like must be, but there's, there's everyone's after his younger brother. Yeah, it's funny. I remember seeing the Birmingham City had retired his shirt number, and I was like, "What is that load of absolute bollocks?" But you see it in play now, and you're like, "Yeah, maybe they had a point there." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> start, yeah. start to get it, uh, right, lads? I want to finish on a couple, of, uh, couple of other bits. Um, world, so ne- World Cup fever and all that, right? What are some of your favourite World Cup moments? So, growing up as a kid, in later life, you can pick them. Um, what was, I suppose, what was the first World Cup where you were like, oh, God, you know, you really got that World Cup fever? And to, but while you have a think, mine was USA, it was 94, wasn't it? USA 94, 94. I remember 94. 94, I remember... The Brazil team, I think it was Romario and Bebeto with the with the strikers. Uh, I think Ronaldo yeah. was there, but he uh, he was on the bench. On the bench. Lad. Yeah, and then I remember watching the World Cup final, and I think Basio missed. I was on holiday in Calador at the time, 
Uh, and I remember watching it. So I was at that age where you were looking at the Brazil players, like, you know, they'd come from another planet, like these superstars, it was the cool adverts, all that type of stuff. Uh, that was probably my first one, which was, what What was yours? Who, who wants to go first? Who's got an answer? My first World Cup. First World Cup, same as yours, 94. I remember the only thing, I mean, I remember the Argentina where Maradona comes running up to the camera high as a fucking kite going face, nuts. Yeah. yeah. The best one for me was um, 2014. I think it was Rio, that one. And the only reason was it was the year my son was born. So he was born in June. So we were, I was doing all the night feeds, bought myself a new 3D telly. Like it was fucking the best time ever. Like just night feed with the kids, watching fucking China versus South Korea, like the worst (laughs) matches you can watch late at night, and uh, it was it was class. What about you, Tank? My first like proper memory was met. I'm up older than you two fuckers. How old are you, mate? If you don't mind me asking, you're allowed to say forty-six in January. You're looking well. They don't look forty-six. Yeah, Fifty six. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> can't wait. I, I can't. How old are you, Jimmy? Thirty six, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, I can't wait to see you in ten. You, you'll be dead. Oh, right. My <laughs> hair will be dead. gone, lad. Andy Buckley Taylor will be getting you. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a better airline than me, Andy Buckley Taylor. <laughs> yeah, so Mexico ninety six, and I don't really remember a great deal. I just remember the wave and all that. Because it was only nine then, but like for me, and eighty six or ninety six, eighty six. Sorry, for me, the greatest, the greatest World Cup, and. Lads, you can't even debate it. It was Italian 90. Yeah. It's just not even a debate. It was like fucking little Scalacci who no one heard of. Fucking scoring bullet headers and Gazev fucking crying and getting booked. And Lineker they were, they were good, that. that England. They were good, that mm. England team, yeah. But you know, do you know what I watched the other week about? Have you seen the documentary on it? Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. It's brilliant. And do you know, they, they, I didn't, I didn't realise at the time the fucking stick what uh, Bobby Robson was getting. Yeah, he was hounding him out of the job, and he. This just is the, this is the thing they're saying about a lot of the players are saying now about about Southgate and look, I'm not his biggest fan. I think I think he did change the mentality around England because a lot of players, for the reasons you just gave there, Tank, it was like the media versus the players over the yeah. years. It was like this pressure cooker. Whereas Southgate tried to create that connection again between the media and the players, and I think it's worked. I definitely think it feels like more like a club side now. But you remember back, was it um, Graham Taylor? Who had that hair? Yeah. Had that film crew with him, and he yeah. basically he was basically getting the sack, and 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 yeah. the media were hounding him. And by all accounts, Graham Taylor was a great man, and he was treated like shit. It seems mad that that's been allowed to happen over the years because it's counterproductive. It's not going to help. Well, I've always done that. Do you not remember the fucking the the old famous picture of Graham to the turn up in the fucking? The yeah, yeah, I do not history. like that. You yeah. know stuff like that, and like when you look at the Bobby Robson, Bobby. I mean, he got some of the. Headlines, what we wrote about him was scandalous. And look, it's the fucking that's the way the, the media is. It's it's more spotlight now in it with the social media. But yeah, getting back on subject for me, Italian ninety was fucking unbelievable. I thought you had some of the best players in the world, and I just I loved it. Absolutely loved that tournament, lads. I was speaking to my father-in-law not long ago, right? Still speaking to my father-in-law. Hey, he as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Still talking. Just about. Is he the one with the barbecue, Jimmy? Fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's him. And he's lived some life, lads. Let me tell you, he's lived some he's lived some fucking life. And he's not. And now he has to deal with you every week. And now he has to deal with me. And he's not short of a bubble too. And he tells me that he tells me some stories, and he tells me the same stories four or five times over. And you know, I could I could recount them for you. And I was talking to him. I was like, and obviously it was a build up to the World Cup. I went. Do you ever fancy because he's been to like the Ashes in in Australia? That was on his bucket list and all this. And I was like, "Have you ever been to? Wouldn't you fancy going to a World Cup?" Or You're trying like, to angle to get him to take you to World Cup here. No, 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 no. He hasn't got that sort of money anymore. A motive with you. <laughs> he's not got that money anymore. <laughs> but I was like, "Mate, have you ever been to a World Cup?" He was like, "Yeah, I've been to two World Cup finals." I was like, "What?" He's like, "I went. Yeah, I was there. In I went to Spain in '82." He said, he's recounting a story. He said, I, I ended up on the roof of the Bernabeu in 82. Some Spanish policeman whacked me with his fucking um, trunch around the head. Oh, and he was like, and then he watched that. And then I'm sure he was at Italia 90 as well. He was, uh, um, he was, a, it was a World Cup final, semi-finals and finals in, in Italia 90. I was like, you told me all these shit stories. <laughs> But you've Casually never dropped that in. But you've never ever mentioned you've been to two World Cup finals. You fucking cunt. Fair play, uh, lads. To finish, um, I'm a celebrity is on at the moment. All right, and I want to know from both of you. A, uh, you both watch it, don't you? Thank you. Like a bit of I'm a celebrity, don't you? Oh, do you know what, mate? I've missed a bit of it because we've had all sickness in the house, and this week I've I've only seen about two episodes this week. Well, last week. Okay, and but, Jim, you're yeah. into it now. I catch bit. I've not. I've not been into it religiously as I normally have. I just catch that fucking Hancock, mate. Everyone's bumming him. He's doing my head in He's a fucking bellend. Yeah, it's a fair point. Um, well, you don't need to be massive fans of the show to answer this question. You know they do all the trials and all that. You got the snakes, the spiders, all that stuff. What would be your worst trial to do on I'm a Celebrity? Like, what would be the ones who? Because, like, I'll be honest here, right? You know, you see all these different type of reality shows. I'd love to be... I, I'd have been good on a reality TV show. I actually think it'd have been decent entertainment if it was yeah. just a normal reality show. But that, I would be a laughing stock. Like, I'd be shit at everything. I don't like spiders. I don't like bugs. I don't like heights. I'm not particularly keen on the dark. And if you threw me in, in, in like, water and, like, there was shit underneath me and I didn't know what it was. Honestly, mate, I'd be the worst contestant on that show ever. So, uh, what about you two? What would you hate... <coughs> What would you hate to do? None of them bother me. The spiders, not none of that bothers me. Genuinely, the only so thing you could have a spider me, on your face and you'd be fine. Yeah, I'm all. I'm all. Spiders don't ask me at all at any anything at all. Oh, like you that. frogs, don't, frogs for you, isn't frogs, it? Frogs, mate. You put a frog in me and I'm fucking crying in the corner. <laughs> put a frog near me and that's it. And you know the thing. I know what I'm bringing when we go for pints, lads. <laughs> couple of rubber frogs. You know next to this place, not rubber, lads. I'm getting some out the pond. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> The thing what does me, and it's a laughing joke in our family when we watch it, because I actually balk watching it. You know them widgety grub things? Oh, yeah, the big mag. You know when you have to bite them? Yeah. That's it. I'm balking because it's all like that. Yeah, oh, no, I can't. Yeah, I'm balking. I'm, that's the only thing what I couldn't do with after walk. Frogs and widgety grubs, apart from that, I'd be all right. <laughs> what about you, Jim? See, I could do the eating stuff. I think I could do that fairly easy. Like, I've had some mad stuff in my life. That's not a problem. You don't you're not, feel you're not sick. Wrong. You've, had, you've had humors and Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> you've never tasted food until you tasted a human kidney, lad. Um, <laughs> I could do the eating fine. And I could, 
I'm not the greatest at spiders and stuff. Sorry, but... I just got tanks joke there, didn't near the Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> that was a good one, that. So, so spiders on me, like it's it's not great, but it's it's, it's the stuff where you're putting your hands in and you have you no idea there. what's in there. Like that to me is the scariest thing, and it could be anything like scorpions, spiders. It's, it's if I can't see it, I'm fucked. Okay, that's not that. so. I'm not. I'm not alone then. So we would. We we between us, we'd have our strengths and weaknesses. I'd be like that saying. poor Burrell, where he's going ah! screaming <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lads, before we wrap up, um, so last week's episode, we give it the uh, Jimmy give it the old come on, get sharing and all that stuff, was our most ever listened to uh, episode for first week downloads and most ever viewers on YouTube. So. Tip of the hat oh, to us. Boys, Good job, go on the lads, the bootcast boys. You need you, don't go without apologising to Joe Lysit, lad. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah, I, I may have jumped the gun there. So for then, do you want to give everyone the context, Jim, of of yeah. what he did? Because Tank is aware. So Joe Lysit has called out David Beckham because De- Beckham's an ambassador to Qatar for this World Cup. He's been paid ten million quid. Is it ten now, million? Ten million, yeah. So. um Joe Lysett is uh, quite obviously gay and he's called out Beckham because of the uh, illegality of homosexuality in Qatar, saying you're a gay icon, you know, you did all these gay magazines and, you know, if you care about your gay fans, you wouldn't do it. So for the 10 million you're going to get paid, I'm going to give a thousand pound for every million. Um, And if you don't pull out, I'm going to shred the 10 grand. Uh, if you do pull out, I'll donate the ten grand to um, LGBTQ plus charities. Um, and Beckham obviously hasn't pulled out. Uh, and there's a video today of Lysit shredding allegedly the ten grand, and, and Jamie jumped in upline and sinking fucking full two footed. <laughs> <laughs> Cost of living crisis. You fucking. <laughs> It's not like they need to lose me, Ed. Yeah, no, it's like fucking cost of living crisis. And here's this plump shredding 10 grand. I was like, couldn't you have donated the money? And then about an hour later, Tank, video come out. Joe Lysett was like, of course, that was a stunt. That was not real money. I already donated the 10 grand two weeks ago (laughs) when I put this first thing out. And in fact, do you know what? I am going to shred a picture of David Beckham. And so basically, yeah, I owe him an apology. Uh, Yeah, it was, it was, expertly done uh he got loads of attention um and uh and obviously yeah was able to make it a key donation as well so my apologies i got that one massively fair wrong lad. so fair thanks fair for fair thanks fair for reminding fair me fair. about that uh tank jim what's on for the rest of the week anything exciting planned mate no mate just any... sitting down world cup chilling world cup world fever cup. any any particular games catching your fancy i Wales, think USA, USA Wales would be a good. big one tonight Big yeah. game, that. Yeah. yeah. And you know you know who's going to come up and score <laughs> and win it, don't you? Bale. He's going to get his ponytail wrapped up and he's going to whip it in. Yeah. Fucking Bale. Yeah. He's just born for big games, isn't he? He is, yeah. He is. Uh, and, and you know it'll be an absolute worldie as well because he doesn't yeah. do tap-ins. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I would say just before we wrap up, it just annoys me a little bit. You know, like you're looking at Holland there and, you know, you're usually used to a sea of orange in the stadium and the Welsh oh, mate, always yeah, travel well. It's shit, mate. That's the only thing that's annoying me about this tournament is like, there's, it just feels like a it, little bit like glorified friendlies and manufactured. Yeah, that it feels like that's a bit shitty shit. thingy, Jamie. What's, 
what's it called at them fucking stupid games what they have nation league uh yeah nation it feels league. like that there's no atmosphere like i thought the england game it was shit there's yeah. no atmosphere yeah, it's not great. Not well, great. No, the Iranian fans were giving it some, lad. It's because there's more Iranian fans in England, but it quietened down when they went 2 0 down. But yeah, you can hear the players and everything. When they were yeah. doing the national anthems, you could actually hear the players <laughs> fucking singing painfully out of tune. But uh, yeah, that should be a good one later. Lads, as always, uh, I appreciate uh, your time. And the fact that we're, we're, you know, we're getting more people listening, they're enjoying. And I actually do genuinely love that people have a bit of a crack with us um, on social media. So please keep your comments, feedback coming. If you haven't checked out the YouTube page, with 100 subscribers away. What's Tank up to here? Why is he giggling? What's he saying? I, I just laughed. He was laughing. We enjoyed the crack online. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> YouTube more than most. It? Yeah, let's not try to get us booted off uh, social media, please. He's got a podcast um, as well, by the way. He has, yeah. He's on the Derby podcast. They'll be slagging us off the Derby podcast. Well. Fuck's sake, right. So let's wrap this up before you two get us into oh, trouble. Let's do you know what I wanted to bring up? in podcast fight. Oh, there you go. Derby Imagine versus it. Forest podcast fight. Means if he butts one of us, that's it. We're dead. Oh, you won't reach you, lad. You're only uh, do you know what I didn't bring up and I will do next? I want to get your opinion on Elon Musk, Tank. I think that I feel like y- your opinion on Elon Musk and, and the goings on the Twitter would be a topic that would be worth covering. Are you yeah, a fan of Elon? Mate. You like Elon? Oh, I love him, mate. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that next week. Uh, right, with that, everybody, uh, thank you for your support as always. As I said, if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, do us a favour, check it out, watch a video. You'll get to see the three of us talk shit uh, instead of just listening to us. Uh, um, you know, Jimmy puts all his makeup on and makes himself... I haven't got any fit. on today. I look dead shiny. I was going to say, you got the old shine, shine, I mm. going on there, lad. But uh, yeah, check us out on YouTube, uh, subscribe. Um, but if you're not into that type of thing, give us a listen and share it to <laughs> one of your friends. Um, as I said, we really appreciate the support. But most importantly, I hope you all continue to have a fantastic week. Enjoy the World Cup and the football bit. Uh, but most importantly, look after yourselves and we'll be back with you next week on the Boot Room podcast. All the best. Be good, boys.